and welcome back to United United. This is season two and it's episode two. Jem here and as always, Dave is alongside me. Dave, hello. Hello, Jim. Yeah, and this is the September edition of the podcast, so we're trying to do it at least once a month. And here we are in September. So a few games have been played, Jim, since we last spoke. Uh, and quite a lot's happened, really. So we've also had the closing of the transfer window, and we can talk about who won the window. But, uh, Jim, what, what's, uh, what's coming up for you about the first four games of the season? Well, I know what you're going to try and do here. Um, but I don't really want to speak about them because Man United are terrible. They're, they're an embarrassment. Um, I am the optimistic Man United fan, but the first four games have been abysmal. Uh, but not as abysmal as the referees and VAR has been for the first four game weeks across the Premier League. Uh, I'd... I'd I'm just embarrassed, to be honest, Dave, that we have the worst referee in, in Europe. So, is that? I don't really want to say anything else on Man United. Are you going to make me? Well, Jim, VAR, very absurd refereeing. And <laughs> what I'd like to ask you is, I agree with you. I agree with you. The, the standard in the opening week was disastrous, particularly... Uh, the Man United versus Wolves game and Onana clattering the Wolves player in injury time to give away a certain penalty. And somehow, as you say, VAR, terrible, terrible, terrible decision, didn't give it. So there you go. There's your proof, Jim, of what you're saying. Well, Dave, I just need to pick up on that one because there's been a lot of terrible decisions. But VAR, they've... Had a brilliant decision there. They've made a brilliant, brilliant decision in that uh, in that situation, Dave. Because on all the replays, you can see that Onana's eyes are closed, <laughs> and we all know what that means, Dave. Indeed, indeed, eyes closed, no foul. Yeah. But Jim, I think VAR have improved. They they've got better. They have improved, and. Interestingly, I think they probably had to improve after our old friend Mike Dean came out and told us all about how he didn't refer his mate, his refereeing mate, to the to the monitor when last season when was it Cucurella's hair was pulled? Yes, and he said he didn't want to um, embarrass him anymore. Uh, so that's how VAR works, Jim. It's a it's a mates network, and but VAR learned its lesson, improved, and we saw. Actually, on Sunday, Jem, uh, VAR, very accurate refereeing in the Arsenal v Man U game. Got all the key decisions right. I, I mean, I prefer the first variation of VAR. Uh, very absurd refereeing. Uh, and that continued. Uh, not accurate. I'd say it continued in some days. Uh, you know, we're going sh- to start showing angles now for VAR. Uh, <laughs> from the halfway line rather than the actual camera angles that are provided by the TV broadcasting. But apparently VAR don't have access to them angles, Dave. So if they don't have access to them um, angles, the angles that count, Mm. why are we even using this stupid technology? Um, I saw saw, uh, Mike Dean saying something. He was saying something again, not, not about saving his mate about the, um, 
about that decision and saying, oh, the, the technology isn't wrong. Well, that's funny, Matt Dean, because the technology is manned by humans and humans are quite often wrong. So, uh, and that goes for Matt Dean. He's, he, was, he was wrong quite often, actually. So, I, I'm not going to go on a rant, Dave. Uh, <laughs> Alejandro Ganacho, he was wearing Ronaldo's boots. Uh, eight years on since Ronaldo scored his brace in the Champions League semi-final or quarter-final, whatever it was. Um, and he deserved that goal. He deserved that goal. We deserved at least a point, probably the three. Uh, and I'm absolutely disgusted, Dave. Absolutely infuriated with VAR. I thought you were going to say you're absolutely disgusted and infuriated with your defence because... Jem, the transfer window, let's talk about that for a minute, because it ended up, the, the, the results of Manchester United's transfer window was in the last 10 minutes of that game, you had Evans and Maguire as your centre-halves. Your centre-backs, Evans and Maguire. And, and not only that, you then go on and signed Regulon, who can't get anywhere near the Spurs team. And you were going to sign um, Cucurella. You can't get anywhere near the Chelsea team. That fell through, fortunately. What is going on, Jim? Well, as you're saying all that, my head, my forehead is on my desk because it just... It, 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 how can it get any worse, Dave? We are living in Man United's banter era. Well, I'll tell you how it can get worse, Jim. Go on. Not only did you have Maguire and Evans ending the game, um, you then lose 3-1 in injury time. Uh, when you were one all going into injury time. Uh, you then, Ten Hag then attacks, verbally attacks one of his players, Sancho, for not training properly. Sancho then attacks Ten Hag for making up stories. The Glazers refuse to sell Man United and you end up top of page two of the Premier League, 11th. That's, that's all in one weekend, Jim. Well, if you scribble out the first digit where we are, we're top of the league, Dave. So <laughs> I'll, I'll take that for now. But yeah, I mean, we've got the international break now, Dave, that obviously none of us like. Mm. But it couldn't have come at a better time for us. Mm. I'll tell you that. Um, positives, Dave. Deadline day, we signed three players. We signed the first Turkish player to, for Manchester United. Yeah. Bayern Deer. Uh, hopefully yep. we'll see a bit of him. Yeah. Uh, we signed, obviously, like you mentioned, Sergio Reguilón, a Tottenham reject. So that's the level we're at at the minute. Uh, but we did sign a guy that we've mentioned before, Dave. We mentioned him quite a few times. We mentioned him last year in the World Cup. And we mentioned him after the Conference League final. Uh, Sofyan Amrabat. Uh, <laughs> seemed to remember him pulling out Declan Rice from his pocket from the Conference League final, but uh, I don't know if you've got anything to say on him, Dave. Well, you've signed a Conference League loser, Jim. <laughs> so, so, you know, that's the, what do we call that league? The um, Eurovision Song Conference League. And you signed a loser, the midfield maestro of the losing team. And that is your level, as you say, Jim. That is your level. Apart from, you know, also spending what seventy million on Mason Mount? Mm. What's happened to him? 
Well, he's injured. <laughs> but we are still mounting a title charge, Dave. We, it's coming. When he's back, it's coming. Now, I want to take us back to our predictions in episode one, Jen, because this is actually quite embarrassing because <laughs> you predicted Man U to win everything. Yep. Apart from the Carabao Cup. Well, it's still on, Dave. Oh, well, actually, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Okay, yep. And I predicted Newcastle to win the Premier League. And I just, <laughs> how, how has it gone so wrong? Well, you got off to a great start. <laughs> yeah. We beat Villa and then it's just collapsed since then, hasn't it? And I just don't know how that's happened. I mean, you're right. It couldn't get any worse because I think I predicted Spurs of all teams to win the Carabao Cup. And they're out of that already. That was an ace prediction. <laughs> they got knocked out before most teams join. I'm just going to stop predicting, Dave, because everything I say doesn't happen. Mm. Maybe if I say what opposite of what I'm thinking, maybe it'll happen. So maybe I'm going to start doing that. And what do you think of Spurs' start to the season? <laughs> well, I was going to ask you about Harry Kane, actually. Uh, obviously, Bayern, he scored a couple at Bayern already. But it looks like Tottenham aren't missing him. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because his first game for Bayern was in the uh, the German Super Cup, mm. which is the game between their league winners and their cup winners, I think. Yep. And this was all touted as Kane will go to Bayern. This was the day after his transfer, wasn't it? He'll go to Bayern and win a trophy in his first game. <laughs> and they lost 3-0, Jim. And, you know, you can take... Kane out of Spurs, but you can't take Spurs out of Kane, can you? No. That was one of the most Spursy things you'll see. Yeah. And here we are, though, Jim. Spurs, they were a bit Spursy against um, Fulham, as you say, losing that mm. on penalties, I think. Yeah. But uh, look at the results they've had, Jim. They've beaten Burnley. They've beaten... Uh, who else did they beat? Uh, they've drawn with Brentford. Uh, I think they beat Bournemouth, didn't they? Mm. Uh, they've... Um, Actually, looking at it, Jim, it's all lower league, te- all lower division teams, isn't it? I was going to say they've beat three teams and drawn drawn against one team, and then three teams that they beat are useless anyway. So yeah, Bournemouth, uh, Bournemouth, Burnley, and uh, Man United. Man yeah, them. Man United, Man- Manchester, Man United. Pretty sure it's Man United. Didn't they beat you two 0 Something like that. Uh, I remember being robbed of a penalty in that game. Two penalties, actually. So, um, yeah, once again. I'm, you know what? I'm going to make a tally. That's actually what I'm going to start doing, Dave, in this podcast. I'm going to start bringing all the decisions that have gone against us because I can think of five off the top of my head already. Uh, nothing like a sore loser, is there? It's. I've had a few Spurs and Arsenal fans contact me, Jim, to say, not Spurs, West Ham and Arsenal fans contact me to say, should we be worried about Spurs' start to the season? <laughs> and my answer to that, Jim, is no, this is perfect because we've got Postacoglu in there playing a certain brand of football, Jim. Yep. And that brand of football is looking very good against these mediocre teams. And what this is doing, Jim, it's setting them up for an even bigger fall. It's setting them up for an even bigger fall. I think people wanted Postacoglu, people that don't support Spurs, West Ham and Arsenal supporters, were quite looking forward to seeing Postacoglu struggle in his start to his Premier League career. But the guy himself, actually, you see his interviews, he's quite he's a likeable guy, he's very funny. But 
you know, we want a sort of Spursy outcome to this. <laughs> and we haven't seen it. They've been doing well. They're on 10 points. They're vying for top four. But this is this is all part of the master plan, Jim, because it's just going to be an even bigger fall when they start playing half decent clubs. Yep. So just watch that space, Jim. Watch that space. And we'll see what happens when they start playing the, the decent ones, Jim. Well, we will. Um, uh, if people do say when they played that, te- that team from Manchester, um, you know, they were a decent team. Well, they're not because Wolves played them off the park. Forest pretty much played them off the park. And Arsenal nearly played them off the park. So, uh, yeah, Tottenham, we'll keep an eye on them, Dave. Uh, mm. Yeah, I, I mean... You won't be pulling any into your fantasy football team, Dave? Spurs free zone, my fantasy football team, Jim. <laughs> you should know that. Uh, I did. I just, I just wanted to make sure you were consistent in your in your plan. Yeah, absolutely. Jim, uh, some would say Chelsea won the transfer window. What, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, you could say yes. <laughs> yeah, that's one answer. <laughs> Depends who's looking at it. If it's me, I say no. If it's Ali, he's biased and says yes. Uh, the day before deadline day, Ali was calling Caicedo the Primark Kante. <laughs> deadline day, Ali was calling Caicedo the best midfielder in the league along with Enzo Fernandez. Wow. So, Ali, I'm calling you out. He, he probably wasn't saying that, but, you know, I've got to dig him up on here. I've got to make him say some ridiculous things like that. Uh, and unfortunately, Dave... Uh, just before I ask you about your uh, thoughts on Chelsea winning the transfer window, uh, my brother Ali, he was last seen going into the forest on Saturday afternoon. Um, <laughs> so if anyone sees him going into the forest or has seen him in the forest, um, please, mm. please contact me. Yeah, you must be worried about him, Jim because that was a disastrous day for Chelsea. And, you know, you talk about the... uh, You talk about the transfer window and Chelsea winning it, Jem. I saw it with my own eyes, Jem. I was there. I saw Caicedo's debut (laughs) against West Ham. And it was stunning, Jem. Several misplaced misplaced passes and gave away a penalty. (laughs) That's, that's one half of Chelsea's misfit midfield, much touted 200 million midfield. The other half of it, Fernandez, he, he missed a penalty. Mm. So 200 million well spent, I'd say, on those two. Yep. And West Ham on 22% possession, Gem, uh, I think 24% possession that game, beaten 3 1. Yep. And, and Gem, this is, this is Moyes' ball. This is Moyes' ball. We are back to being set piece United. Set piece United is back. Remember us from a couple of seasons ago, two or three seasons ago? Yep. Scored about, I don't know, 35 goals from set pieces or something ridiculous. Mm. Um, we're back, Gem. Set piece United. James Ward Krause. Uh, what a bit of transfer business West Ham have done, Gem. What a bit of transfer business. We sold the overrated and overpriced Declan Rice. <laughs> Arsenal and look what's he done for them since then what has he done oh, he scored a goal against the banter club and that's about it that's about it yeah 105 million for him we go in the market we buy James Ward Prowse gem for about 35 
we've brought um, Alvarez from mm. uh, Ajax, who looks like a, a fantastic central defensive midfielder. We've brought uh, a centre half, Greek centre half, Mavropanos, for about 15 million. And just, and just before you say this one, Dave, yeah, I want to say kudos to David Moyes for getting these players in. Very good. Because I was about to say kudos to West Ham for getting kudos <laughs> from Ajax. What a player he's going to be, Jem. He was wanted by everybody. And what I liked about his interview when he joined us, Jem, he just said things like, I'm really happy to be in the Premier League. The Premier League is where I wanted to play. This is where I want my career to be, in the Premier League. Didn't actually mention West Ham <laughs> at any point. Um, you know, I'm sure he's not using us as a stepping stone. But anyway, he's, he's there. And what a, what a bit of business that was, Jim, because I think we spent something like 118 million, something like that in total. But with Rice going and a couple of other players going out, we've we made about... 140 million. Mm. We're not only revamped our midfield, we've all, we're also in profit, Jim. You sound like that... a Liverpool fan, Dave. Net spend. <laughs> Net spend. That is how you do it, Jim. That is how you do it. I don't know. We had then... Jurgen Klopp on the uh, episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Jim, to where we're not Liverpool, Jim, because we don't believe in possession based football. We don't believe in playing it out from the back. We don't believe in any of that, Jim. We go go away to Brighton, twenty two percent possession, win three one. Uh, I mean, finally, Dave, a win over Brighton. Yes, and what a way to do it, right? Yeah, I think that's. It was twelve games since Brighton have come back to the Premier League. Twelve games and twelve draws or defeats. We've never beaten them in the Premier League, and then we go and beat them three one on the thirteenth attempt. Unlucky for Brighton, Jim. And what what a performance that was! And that, Jem, we deserved we deserved that that uh, result, Jem, and we really deserved it. And that put us top of the Premier League, Jem. And what was even better, what was even sweeter, I was watching that game with Charlie, the West Ham fan, my son, and um, I said to him just jokingly before the game started, "Oh, if we win three nil, we go top." And we had a bit of a chuckle. Anyway, we were three nil up, Jem, and we were top. And the team we'd overtaken was Spurs on goal difference and uh, and then when Brighton scored I was like oh no Spurs are going to go above us but we stayed above them on goal scored Jim mm. so we had a night at the top of the table and that doesn't happen very often and then Jim to cap all that to, to really finish off our season and stop the season we should have stopped the season on Friday night Jim because we went away to Luton, a really difficult, tricky fixture, Jem, their first home game of the season, in the uh, in the stadium where you can watch the game from your living room, Jem. And we ended up winning 2-1 with a really professional performance. And Jem, VAR got it right again. There was uh, a shout for a handball of James Ward-Prowse in the area right at the end of the game where a corner came over. And yes, he did elbow it out of the way of the Luton player, but you know, natural position and all that, Jem, no penalty. It's a disgrace. <laughs> it's an absolute disgrace from VAR. Uh, we've seen them given all season long last year, and now, now they decide that they want to ruin the dreams of all the Luton fans 
by giving them a last-minute penalty to equalise. So, uh, kudos to West Ham. Yes, great start. But robbed the other day. Robbed. Very accurate refereeing, Jim. Um, I always said I love VAR. Big fan of it. I think they're getting it right this year. And, Jim, it's brought me back to say two things. We're back to Moyes ball. We're back to the good old Moyes ball of counter-attacking football, Jim. And... You know, we're one of the few teams playing non-possession football. We're one of the few teams who are deciding we don't really want the ball, Jim. We don't want the ball for large parts of the game. We're, we'll just hit you on the break when we feel like it. Mm. Uh, Bowen, Antonio, Pakita, what and Kudus now coming in. What a forward line. I'm not going to mention Ben Rama. We'll just leave him out of it. But those, those four, fantastic. And, Jim, it brings me to one final conclusion, Jim, which I'm sure... You haven't heard for a while, and I'm going to say it. Yep. The quadruple is on. Like I, I hope so. I hope so. Um, There's another way of looking at it, Jem. Thirty more points to safety. <laughs> I've been waiting for that one too. <laughs> uh, just on the Luton game, Dave. Mm. Um, more daylight robbery because. You played well, an illegal player, basically. <laughs> um, you know, you mentioned the games in someone's back garden. Um, many cats living in them houses, Dave. And I'm pretty sure there's a guy that's banned from, or maybe he's an, even has a restraining order on cats. Kurt Zuma <laughs> ends up scoring, it ends up being the winning goal. Uh, mm. And then he goes and tries to wind up all the Luton fans as well when he, when he scores his scores mm. goal. Uh, and if you actually read his lips, saying, I'm coming for your cat next. <laughs> so he should have been banned. That goal shouldn't have counted. And, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just quite terrible, isn't it, that he's, he's been able... He's been let off the hook like this, Dave. Jim... Those charges have been dealt with. I thought the Luton fans were disgraceful shouting at him about cats. And I think he was just saying at the end that he is one cool cat. I think he said, I am one cool cat. And you've got to admire the humour, Jem. And he's a born leader. He's our captain now, Jem. Mm. What a man. What a guy. And, Jem, I thought you were going to say, when you started saying we had an illegal player, I thought you were going to try and draw my attention to Lucas Pakitar. Uh, and this so-called betting scandal that has been cooked up by um, the uh, FA uh, around illegal betting, uh, around when he was going to, or which games he was going to be booked in. Uh, apparently, family members have been betting on that. Yeah. Uh, there's no evidence to, to link Lucas Pakitar to, to, those, to those bets. And, but what was interesting, Jim, the FA were going to publish the evidence uh, about two weeks ago, I think, and then they realised they needed more time. So I think we've got to wait another week or two before they sort of bring their case. And the reason for the delay, Jim, is um, they've got to go through all the receipts for all the cars that Luke uh, has been sold to uh, Luke Akatar. If anyone knows the song... Uh, just sold my car to Lucas Pakita. So there's a lot of receipts to go through, Jem, and uh, that's what's delaying the FA's inquiry. <laughs> I'm never going to hear it properly again now. <laughs> that's very good. 
So is that is that a chant the West Ham fans have been singing or something? Oh, Chen, where have you been? Where have you been? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, is it? I'll, I'll get you down to the London Stadium, Chen, and you can join in with that one. No, oh, no. Yeah, that's been that's been going for a while now. So, yeah. So that's uh, that's West Ham dealt with, Jim. Set piece United. We're back. Yeah, and that and that's that's something you know. Once again, Dave, one of our ideas, you could say, on this podcast. We we mentioned this weeks ago, months ago, actually. Uh, and Maguire wasn't engaged. He didn't want to be part of the plan. No, but um, Ward Prowse set pieces. Big yep. boys in the box. Yep. Equals goals. So um, we called it, Jim, didn't we? We called it before the season started. We talked about all the six foot four players that West Ham have got, and Ward Prowse knocking the ball in, and um, it's happened. Yeah, uh, just as we called it. You know, we'll do more. We're going to have to start being careful of what we say, Dave. We we will start selling our ideas, maybe, <laughs> but we don't give them away for free. So. Uh, we will be on to you. Well, our lawyers will be on to you, Jim. Just something to mention. Um, I don't know what reminded me of this, but um, I watched a great TV program the other night. Uh, it was um, on growing your own tomatoes and making sauce out of them, Jim. Okay, I don't know if you saw it, but if not, um, you can uh, it, it's on catch up. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good indeed. I can hear uh, something like a bird squeaking, Dave. <laughs> that is actually a magpie. A magpie. Jim. Okay. It is a magpie. Is he? Uh, is he local? Is he? You know him? You know him well, or is he just a first time? No, I know him quite well. He's commenting on uh, Newcastle's start of the season, Jim, and he's basically saying, "How are we so bad?" <laughs> With the how emphasised as well, Jim. That's the third time I've used that this podcast. <laughs> did you? You didn't notice the other two, did you? Uh, I, I think I meant, noticed one of them, but I think I let it slide because you were on a roll. But um, <laughs> maybe I missed one. I have to go back. <laughs> was I on a roll with ketchup on it? <laughs> that was very good, actually. Well, that's um, uh, thanks to uh, a listener called Guy who is a Charlton fan, who supplied that joke to me this morning. Very good. So I thought I'd use it. That's what we're here for. <laughs> Speaking of puns, uh, mm-hmm. I've just been to Wales, Dave. And had a great time on Snowdonia and stuff, but I've got to say I was really disappointed not to see any Wales. That was really bad, wasn't it? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> We'll edit that one out. No, no, no. We're going to keep it. We're going to keep it. <laughs> um, that's, what I, that's what I expected to see, you know. I, we go to Wales, you see Wales. But uh, uh, Where do I go God. now? Um, Home. <laughs> I'll let myself out. Um, Dave, I, I actually, I think you mentioned it on the first episode. You have a second podcast. And... I actually started listening to a bit of it, mm-hmm. and I do need to finish the first episode off, but I did hear a few things. The first, well, something that I took from this this podcast was uh, something you said at the start, Dave. Yeah. Um, and you taught me something that I didn't know. Yeah. That, you know, we were part of one of three 
gold medals won by a Great Britain team. A, a dynamic team. A dynamic team. Yeah, so playing a dynamic team sport. So that puts us as top three in psychologists and analysts in a dynamic team ever, Dave. Yeah, it's three ever in the whole history of the uh, Olympics and Paralympics. So I think that says everything we need to know. Uh, we we are just so so good at what we do. Um, there's there's no question of us anymore, Dave. You can imagine the amount of research I did to find that fact out, Jim. I can um, imagine. You can. It's like, hang on a minute. We, we've done something quite interesting here. So I think it's, um, is it like the 1988? It's in the modern era anyway. It's, it's since they stopped playing cricket at the Olympics. Mm. At, Paralymp- at the Olympics, yeah. Um, but I think it's 1988 men's hockey team. That's a dynamic team sport. The women's hockey team in which twenty sixteen, yeah, and the and then wheelchair rugby in twenty twenty one, the three dynamic team gold medals that GB have ever won. Well, I mean that just it confirms greatness to me, really. <laughs> um, and 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 I also noticed it's not a team that you don't like to speak about on that podcast either. <laughs> Did I mention it quite a lot? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, for anyone that hasn't listened to it, it was a podcast about the England cricket team and baseball. So, analysing the psychology of baseball, and it's on it's on some podcast channel somewhere. And what's it called again? Um, Super teams. Yes, group teams. So check that one out if you want to hear something a bit uh, a bit more boring than this one, if that's possible. Well, I'm sure Johnny will be interested to hear your voice again on some sort of podcast on his drives up to camps or comps, Dave, because uh, Johnny, uh, don't listen to it at home though, Johnny, because of your Wi-Fi. So there's there's my uh, there's my point to Johnny in this. And yeah. <laughs> How do you know about Johnny's Wi-Fi? Well, let's just say we speak. <laughs> Fair enough. Jim, I've run out of notes. Yeah, uh, I can't see anything else that I've got either. I I was going to ask you about, because this is obviously my first season back of uh, FPL, um, I I thought I'm going to start mentioning it a bit more in these podcasts. Hmm. Uh, Because I don't know if people know, but a couple of years ago, I became quite addicted to this and I was spending too many hours trying to sort a team out. And it paid off near the end. I think I finished top 15,000 or something. 20,000. I don't know. It did all right. But it was an unhealthy addiction, Dave. Right. And um, I'm back into it now. And I'm trying so hard not to think about what to do every week. But I don't think I'm panicking when I say it's game week four and I'm already considering my wild card. Yeah. Oh, I played mine in game week two, James. So don't worry about that. (laughs) Uh, it's uh, yeah. I hope you are being healthy and looking after your mental health in playing this game, Jim. Because you're right, it can be addictive, Jim. Uh, and just to say, it's a good point because we do have a United United League in Fantasy Premier League, mm. and um, someone whose name I can't pronounce is leading it. Majay. How do you pronounce the first name? Majay. 
Majade. Majade Jankowski. Majade, or you can call him Magic. Magic Jankowski is leading by quite a long way, actually. Mm. Um, but from someone called, who's this? Jen Akpinar. Jem Ak Do we know Jem Akpinar? He sounds like a fraud. <laughs> Your second. And Phil Parker, who is the uh, downstairs neighbour of Josie. Josie owns Eddie the Greyhound, who featured on a few episodes last season. Uh, if, if, this, if new listeners are wondering what's happened, yes, we had a greyhound contributing to an episode last season. And I was looking after Eddie and he suddenly got upset because I wasn't paying him enough attention. He started whimpering. And uh, Josie, his owner, my daughter, she lives upstairs from somebody called Phil, who's an Arsenal fan. And uh, he's in third place. And just, just to confirm for people, if you're still wondering about the Greyhound, uh, Eddie would come on and speak about Richmond FC. <laughs> Indeed. And actually, AFC Eddie Greyhound is sixth. So if you, if you want to be in a league that's competing with a Greyhound, uh, and so you can compete with a Greyhound, join United United. I think the join details are on our Instagram page somewhere. Uh, so, yeah. It's a shame Kimar Ruff is uh, not playing in England anymore, isn't it? Now, interestingly, in bottom place, in 12th, 12th and bottom place, is a team called Cheapskate 11. Cheapskate 11, I don't know, some idiotic manager has decided to run a team without picking any player over 10 million. So 10 million plus, they don't get picked. That rules out um, Salah, Haaland, uh, De Bruyne, well, that's no bad thing, and a few others. So this player thinks he, he or she, they think they can win fancy Premier League without picking the big guns and he's bottom. <laughs> uh, and I think he's about nine millionth in the actual overall, <laughs> if I remember rightly. The last time I looked at this mystery person's team, which is every day, um, seven millionth. There we are. Seven millionth. I, I was, he was, uh, he or she was nine millionth this week in this week's points. <laughs> so, this person is now reviewing his his or her policy on not picking Haaland and captaining him when everybody else is when he scores a hat trick. Uh, well, I did see your team in the first week, and well, I didn't want to say anything because I knew you were going for this unique approach. Uh, <laughs> So you can understand why I played my wild card in week two. <laughs> and, and it hasn't got any better. I want to play... I've actually contemplated, Jim, playing another wild card without a wild card. Now, I would take a hit of about 40 <laughs> points. But I'm wondering whether it's worth it. Uh, it can't... It can't get any worse, probably. So, yeah, don't, don't come to me for fancy Premier League advice, that's for sure. Well, we've got the international break now, so we've got about 10 days to uh, think about what we're going to do. So uh... oh, I made my transfers this morning. <laughs> Rookie am playing, mistake. Am I playing this wrong? Yeah, well. I did, I did do really well one season in this. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's, there's a long way to go. We've got another 34 game weeks to go, Dave. So. I tell you, Jim, my policy of not picking the big guns is going to pay off. You mark my words, Jim. Cameron Archer, he's one to watch. Yep. 4.5 million. 
Yeah, agreed. Yeah. In the goals. He's not in my team. I'm just watching. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> he should be. Uh, one thing you just said, actually, reminded me of something I wanted to say. I've got it in my notes. Uh, and this is actually the last bit I've got in my notes. I'm glad yeah. I got it, otherwise I would have missed it. Um, so I was, uh, you know, Fabrizio Romano, you know, during the transfer window, we get the three words, yeah. the, the three magic words. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Um, well, you've got a new one, Dave. The three magic words from Dave. And it's, it's iconic, basically. Mark my words. <laughs> Mark my words. Patrick Vieira will be sacked by September. <laughs> Mark my words, West Ham will win the Conference League. Came true. Uh, and you said a couple more. I need to get back to them. But uh, I think maybe one was Declan Rice will flop. And yeah, I mean, that's coming true so far. So, Well, and the other one, Jim, is um, Arteta will be gone by Christmas. <laughs> Mark my words, Jim. That is going to happen. <laughs> you can't see it now. People will think, well, that's a crazy prediction, Jim. What, look at what he's done. His midfield of Rice and Havertz, it's not going to work, Jim. That that Havertz, that that those two transfers have completely altered the dynamic of Arsenal's gameplay, and not in a good way. You watch that game on Sunday, and you think, "Oh, what a game!" You know, Arsenal three-one. They're back. They're going to be challenging. That was two middle-of-the-table, mediocre Premier League teams. It wasn't a great game, Jim. <laughs> It was not a great game. And he's going to be found out. Yeah. He's going to be found out. Yeah. So so that's one for um, all the West Ham and Spurs fans to watch. Uh, Arteta's going down. Mark my words. <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> uh, I believe that may be a wrap then, Dave. Fantastic. I'm sure all our listeners will be glad of that. We may be back sooner than expected. We'll see what happens during the international break. We'll yeah. see what happens in the next two game weeks as well. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, is there anything else from you, Dave? No, Jim. I've done it all, and uh, it's time to say good night. Good night, all. <laughs>